Hey mate, before you enjoy today's episode, I wanted to take a moment to talk to you about the free 14-day transformation that we are currently running inside of the Unbreakable Man team. Now, if you're a man on the Gold Coast who's serious about improving his physical and mental health, building his self-confidence, and you want to become a part of a team of motivated and like-minded men, then this is the best chance that you are going to get. So as part of the 14-day transformation, you're going to get a personalized meal plan and a recipe cookbook to help you get your diet under control. You're going to be training with myself and the Unbreakable Men team for two whole weeks, and I'll be there by your side, helping you overcome any of the challenges that you will face along the way. If that sounds good, then get in touch with me by emailing me at mitch at unbreakableman.com.au. You can find all of my contact details on the website, which is just www.unbreakableman.com.au. Or you can message me on social media. Instagram is unbreakableman underscore challenge. And Facebook is just unbreakableman. That sounds good to you. Hit me up. I hope to hear from you soon. Back to the episode. What we do on a single day makes no difference to our long-term outcomes. But what we do repeatedly is, is that is basically our life. What we do repeatedly. You know, do you want your life to be about, you know, pulling into the drive through every single day or, or, you know, spending hundreds of dollars a week on alcohol or cigarettes or, you know, just looking at yourself in the mirror and not feeling happy with what you see and uh, looking back at you, you know, or, you know, whatever it might be. Do you want that to be your life? If you don't, then we've got to work on destroying some of these habits that are currently running your life for you and, and leading you down a path that you're actually not happy with. Hey mate, I'm Coach Mitch and welcome to the Unbreakable Man podcast. It's my goal to help you achieve excellent results in the area of your health and physical fitness, your career or business, your relationships, and in your own personal passions. This is going to be your one-stop shop if you are the kind of man who wants to achieve his fullest potential in life. And the only way to do that is by becoming unbreakable. What's up, brother? Coach Mitch here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Unbreakable Man podcast. Now, in this week's episode, I'm breaking down a, a system that I learned through reading a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Highly recommend it. If, uh, if you spend a lot of time in the car, get yourself an Audible account, or maybe it's on YouTube or something like that, and download this book, Atomic Habits by James Clear, because what we're going to go through today is probably the uh, most important concept in the book. You know, so if you don't listen to the book, then today's episode will will really, really isolate the most important bits, I think. However, definitely go and listen to the book because it's going to give you a lot more detail and probably help you realize a few things about why you have certain habits in your life, where they come from, and what you can do to change the ones that aren't helping you and create some new ones that are going to help you. So we're breaking down this the system that this book talks about, which is the system that our brains go through to either create or destroy a habit. So the first thing I want you to know about habits, guys, is there are four steps in every single habit that you have. Four parts of the process that you will go through that creates the, the action that you seem to repeat inside of your life, that we all repeat inside of our lives. So the four steps are cue, craving, response, and reward. So the cue is the thing that happens in your environment that 
reminds you of something that you want. So for example, when you're driving down the highway on the way home from work and you see those two golden arches next to the highway, your brain instantly connects those two golden arches, McDonald's, with pleasure, satisfaction, hunger, um, satisfaction. And, that's, and, and that creates the response, because the craving is now for that sugary, fatty, salty food. So the response is now to pull off the highway and go get yourself some Maccas. And the reward is the satisfaction of that craving. So those are the four steps. And, and that's happening in so many different areas inside of our life. That's why we create routines and habits, because we have a cue. It's a certain time of the day, or we see a certain thing, or we smell a certain thing, or we hear a certain thing. It can be any one of those sensory things in our, in our environment that can remind us of something. And then that creates a craving in our minds. The craving leads to the, the action that, that we then need to take, leads to a reward. So to break this down a little bit as well, how, how is it that these these habits get created in the first place? Like when does a cue turn into a craving? Because just because there's cues in our environment everywhere we go, we are being advertised to and promoted to almost every single second of the day, especially on our mobiles and, and virtually. But even when you're driving down the road, there's advertisements everywhere. You know, businesses have their, you know, talk about you know, what they do and what they can give you um, if you just come into the shop and, and buy their thing, right? So we're constantly surrounded by cues, but the fact of the matter is that most of them don't actually land. You know, we're not going into every single um, business that we drive by, even though they've got advertising outside of the business. So the cue is really dependent on us. You know, what, what turns us on? What, what grabs our attention? And that's gonna depend on the kind of person that we are. Our thoughts and our feelings are going to lead to what we are attracted to. You know, for example, right, right at the start, what I said was those two golden arches, Maccas. You know, some people will see those golden arches and instantly think, mm, yum, Maccas, you know, soft serve ice cream and burgers and chips. And some people will look at those two golden arches and go, oh, that's disgusting fast food. I'd never touch that. And it actually ends up doing the reverse of, of uh, formulating a habit. It puts us off. It, it, it creates the habit of driving by the McDonald's without even thinking about it because it's not something that is in our field of view because it isn't a value of ours. So all of this really does come down to what we value as an individual person. So what we're going to talk about today, I want to give you the science of habit creation and destruction so that you can add new good habits to your life and remove the ones that aren't helping you. But what it's going to come down to at the end, at the end of the day, is an analysis of your values, of the things that you hold dear in your life, of the things that you prioritize, because it's going to be really, really difficult for you to change anything in your life um, that you have prioritized highly, even though it's not helping you out, whether it's alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, porn, food, whatever it might be, if if your overconsumption of any of those things is creating issues in your life, which which it will, 
then you need to reevaluate your values and the things that are causing you to head in that direction. And ideally, create some new, stronger values that matter even more to you than those ones that are currently running your life today. So with that said, we're going to just do this more superficial layer. Okay, the, the values conversation and the deeper internal work is going to be a conversation for another time. But today, what I'm going to talk about is going to help you make, is going to help you take a few little actions in your life, create a few little adjustments in the way that you run your life on a day-to-day basis to help you remove some of the things that aren't helping you and help you help you add some of the things that you know will help you. So we're going to go through those those four stages of habit creation. That's cue, craving, response, and reward. So if you want to create a habit, hopefully you can read this on my uh, my uh, whiteboard over here. Um, but if you wanted to create a habit, firstly, you need that cue. And for a cue to stand out in your environment, you need to make it obvious. Make it obvious. So for example, if you wanted to start exercising in the morning, then one thing you could do to make it more obvious for you to start taking that action is the night before, leave your sports clothes and your joggers out next to the bed, ready to go. Like they're already set up there. Like it's, it's a cue to remind you that, oh yes, I was gonna do that today. I was gonna do that. So cue, make it obvious. So if you wanna start a new habit, or if you want to even reflect on some of the habits that you have right now, like let's say you do go to Macca's on the drive home from work. Now I want you to take a second to recognize that the, one of the reasons why you do that is because the queue is so obvious to you. Is because you take this path home to work every day, you drive by the Macca's, and that means that you, know, you are exposing yourself to that queue in your life. Now you might have to drive by a Macca's, you know, if you work in, I'm on the Gold Coast, so if you work in Brisbane and you drive to and from um, the Gold Coast every se- every day to get to work, then you know you're going to drive by Macca's and fast food joints on the side of the highway. Kind of hard to to change that. But if if there is another way for you to go and you want to eat less fast food, then take the other take the other route. Don't make it so obvious for you to um, take that action in your life. So Q, make it obvious. That's how you make a Q stick. Next, craving, make it attractive. So all of these companies that are trying to, trying to steal our attention and draw us in with their advertising and their marketing, their whole purpose, and any business's purpose, by the way, it's not necessarily a bad thing, it's, it's business. Their whole purpose of their marketing is to make what they sell really, really attractive. You know, so you'll see all the, the images of, fast food and, and um, you know, alcohol ads and all that kind of stuff. And, and if you look at like a, like a pokey machine, it's all, there's lights and there's fun sounds and all this stuff. They're designed to look attractive to us. They're designed to draw us in. They're designed to create that craving within us um, by making us, by implanting good feelings connected with that product or with that business, whatever it might be. So make it attractive. That's part of how the craving gets created. So now again, if you want to analyze some of the bad habits that you have in your life, then you can, you can look at those habits now and go, okay, well, 
how is this attractive to me? And how am I making it attractive to me? Like when I see the promotion or the advertising, why do I think that that is good, positive, attractive? Because once again, even that is still a personal thing. You know, for me, when I see a KFC ad, even though the chicken is designed to look attractive in the ad, because I don't eat KFC and, and I associate poor health and kind of feeling ill with that, the ad is not attractive to me at all. So even that's still a personal thing. The next one is step three of response, make it easy. So if it's easy for you to satisfy the craving, once again, again, the um, example of driving home and driving past Macca's, it's easy just to turn off the highway and pull into the drive-through. However, if you go a different route home and you don't drive past the Maccas, you have to now go out of your way to get to a Maccas. So it's not as easy anymore to go and, um, to go and take out that, that particular action. So for a response to be formed, the response needs to be fairly easy. Finally, reward, make it satisfying. So if the response that your craving created led to a reward, then what that's going to do is that reward is going to create a feedback loop in your mind that connects the cue to the action, right? The cue to the response. So step one, cue, step two, craving, step three, response, step four, reward. If a reward is created, then your brain now connects that response with that cue. And now every single time you see that cue, your brain creates a craving for the reward, and then you take that response, that response occurs. And that's how a habit is formed. And the more that you allow yourself to run through that cycle, the stronger that, that feedback loop is gonna become. It's like, imagine, imagine you've got a road, right? And initially it's just a, a single lane road. And then more and more people start to use that road. So they build the road bigger. And all of a sudden, years down the track, it's now a highway. That's exactly what we've done inside of our brains every single time we, we feed the bad habits in our life. We're making those bad habits even stronger. We're, we're making those cravings even stronger. We're making the connection between the cue and the response even stronger. So we want to recognize those things, fellas. And that's how a habit is created. So we can look at this and, and put a positive spin on this as well. Like I was saying to you before, you know, if you wanted to get some morning exercise in, then the best thing you could do is create the cue of having your gear ready to go by your bed. Um, so that it's one of the first things you see in the morning. That now becomes a cue. Now, the tricky thing is when trying to create good habits is a lot of good habits, they... A lot of good habits lead to great long-term outcomes, but often causes a bit of discomfort initially, right? Like if you start going for runs in the morning, you know that's going to be good for you. You know that long-term, that's great for your health, great for your cardiovascular health. Um, you're going to feel better as a result of it. But maybe when the alarm goes off at 5.30 in the morning and you're trying to get up half an hour earlier to go for a 4K run, it doesn't seem that attractive. And there are a few things you could do to make it more attractive 
But even then, it's never going to be as attractive as simply pulling over to the side of the highway, getting off and jumping in the drive-through. Like you do have to have a bit of willpower with this as well. However, there are definitely things you can do. So a simple thing you could do if you wanted to make a better morning health routine, for example, more attractive is do it with a friend. Have a friend that you know you're going to catch up with every single morning or two or three mornings out of the week to go for that jog with. You know, obviously if, if you're watching this and you're you know, a member of Unbreakable Man, you already have that in your life. You already have a whole team of guys that you know you're going to catch up with, have a good laugh with, uh, and also have a great training session with. Um, you know, that's the one of the massive benefits of, of being a part of a, a group like Unbreakable Men is you get that, that it makes it more attractive because it's more fun. So the next thing, response, make it easy. Once again, most good habits. Um, easy is not necessarily what it's going to be like in the beginning. Again, it's very easy to pull off the highway into the drive-through. It's not necessarily that easy to go for a run. However, what you could do, if that was something that you were looking to create in your life, create another good habit, is reduce your expectation to the point where it doesn't seem that, that difficult. So maybe a 4K run, if you've not done any running, is way too, way too much right now, which makes a whole bunch of sense. So maybe it's a lap of the block, maybe it's 500 meters, okay, or one kilometer, whatever it's going to be, or 10 minutes, doesn't matter, doesn't matter, make it easy. So don't, if you push, if we push ourselves too hard too soon, then we basically neglect this part of the habit formation system. You know, the response becomes too difficult and therefore we don't get the satisfaction from the reward and then there is no connection between the cue and the response for our new good habit. So we want that response to be reasonably easy. So we want to make it fun, right? So if you can, if you're not a big gym guy, but you love playing sports, then maybe your thing to help you get active and healthy is to join a sports team or find something that you already know you like, you've done before. You know, that could be your thing. So there's a whole bunch of ways you can make it easier for yourself. It's not going to be easy, right? If you want to make some positive changes in your life, it requires some work. And there's just no way around that. But there are definitely things we can do to make it easier. Um, and certainly, one thing you can do to make it easier is hire yourself a coach, hire someone who's going to show you the ropes, hire someone to hold you accountable, hire someone that makes it, again, fun for you to do the thing that you know you need to do to better yourself. That would be something you could do to make it easier. And lastly, the reward, make it satisfying. So once again, whatever it is you decide to do to add this new good habit into your life, make sure that um, it feels rewarding at the end of the at the end of the action. It's important that you walk away from that new good habit you're creating in your life. It's important that you walk away from it feeling good about yourself because it's that good feeling that's going to make you go, oh man, you know, I'm so happy that I did this this, this morning. I'm so happy that I, um, you know, worked out or I'm so happy that I, I gave my partner a kiss this morning or whatever it might be, whatever new positive habit you're creating. You need to have a reward afterwards for that thing to connect and, and look, look for the reward in the smallest way possible. All right. It doesn't have to be a grand thing because it's, things aren't going to change 
the first time you try something. It's not going to all of a sudden hit you and you're going to have a light bulb moment and go, oh my goodness, you know, I should have been doing this my whole life. It's probably not going to be like that. It's going to be something fairly small and 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 realistic in the beginning. So I want you to look for the reward in, in the smallest of places and see uh, what was good about that. What was positive about that? How did I actually feel about it? Am I grateful for it? Am I... You'll feel proud of my myself for taking that action today. Focus on some of those things and, and create that positive feedback loop between the queue, which might be seeing your joggers and your, your uh, workout gear by the bed in the morning, and the response, which is going out and, and doing your 1K walk or jog or going to the gym or joining you know, your, your team of lads that you play a sport with, whatever it might be. That would be the way you'd be creating a new positive habit in your life. Now, one thing I wanted to go through as well is how can we remove those negative habits that hold us back? These are the things that are running our life currently. And what we do on a single day makes no difference to our long-term outcomes. But what we do repeatedly, is, is that is basically our life, what we do repeatedly. You know, do you want your life to be about you know, pulling into the drive through every single day or, or, you know, spending hundreds of dollars a week on alcohol or cigarettes or, you know, just looking at yourself in the mirror and not feeling happy with what you see and uh, looking back at you, you know, or, you know, whatever it might be. Do you want that to be your life? If you don't, then we've got to work on destroying some of these habits that are currently running your life for you and, and leading you down a path that you're actually not happy with. And if that's you, then this is the, these are the steps that you'll need to take if you want to destroy those habits that are currently hurting you in your life. So firstly, again, we're going to go through those same four steps, cue, craving, response, reward, um, but we're going to do the opposite of what we would want to do to create the habit. So for the cue, before it was make it obvious. If we want to create a habit, we need to make the cue obvious. But now if we want to destroy a habit, we need to make the cue invisible. We need to remove the cue from our environment. So if you want to stop drinking, and here are a lot of guys who know that their drinking is an issue, but when you say stop drinking, that scares a lot of guys away because stop drinking means I don't drink at all. That means I go from wherever, where I, wherever I am right now to zero. And you know that's a scary thought, especially if that's what you've been doing for God knows how long. So, but here's the thing, man. If that's you, remember that this is... It's fucking up your life right now. You know, alcohol, cigarettes, porn, fast food, whatever it might be. None of these things are helping you be a better person. The best outcome would be for you to completely stop. But once again, if that's too difficult, then you know, there's something else. There, there are steps we can put in place. So point is, make it invisible or make it as invisible as possible. Right? So... If, again, you want to drink less beer, don't have a carton of beer at home. Maybe you buy, maybe when you go to buy your carton and you you, know, you really cannot um, push yourself to not buy any beer at all, just buy a six-pack. Just buy a six-pack. And that means that the next time, once that six-pack is gone, the next time you want another beer, you have to go all the way back to the shop to get one. You know, you don't, you're not just going over to the fridge where you've got, you know, 18 other beers waiting for you you have to actually get out and go and do it or or when you open the fridge you're not going to see you know 20 odd beers there you're only going to see 
you know, six or however many you've got left, which is not going to be as many. So make it invisible. Have less of those cues around you in your life. Take the other way home if it means not driving past the um, fast food. Craving. No, actually, one more thing, actually. Jumping back to cue. Remember what I said right at the start about a cue is determined by you as a person. Your values will will reflect on the things that attract you. You'll, you'll notice that. So again, make those things invisible. Don't surround yourself with the things that aren't helping you in your life. Take them out of your environment would be awesome. But you're eventually going to have to look at yourself and go, why is it that I feel like I need this beer or these cigarettes or to watch this porn or to get this fast food? Why is it that I need to do this? And don't be, af- don't be afraid to address that issue in your life. Don't be afraid to do that. A lot of men are terrified of doing that. They don't want to know. They don't want to know the, the, the foundation within them that's creating that recurring pattern in their life. And look, I get it. It would be scary. It'd be scary to try and change that when you've been doing it for so long. The thought of trying to change it probably feels quite overwhelming. However, it will always run your life until you change, until you finally decide to find the courage within yourself to take whatever steps you need to take to, to change it, or to take whatever steps you need to, to go and speak to someone about how you could change it. So you you are going to have to do that internal work. You are going to have to discover why it is that you are struggling to let these things go. Um, because if you don't, then they will kill you. And not only that, they're also going to affect every single day of your life between now and the day that you die. They're holding you back, man. So you're going to have to make sure at some point that you do that too. Now, moving on. Craving. Make it unattractive. So, like, one thing that's super interesting and, and that shows that this is not necessarily always enough is if you go to... 7-Eleven and you look behind the counter you see all the cigarettes there and all of the cigarette packets look horrendous they look so bad you know it, it blew me away I actually remember standing behind a guy at 7-Eleven as he was buying some cigarettes and they just opened this cupboard and all it was was just like these disgusting black lungs and people with cancer and it was just the most unappealing thing in the world yet the queue and the reward is so strong with those things that even though those packets look absolutely disgusting like if that if 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 those images were on the packets of any other product they'd sell nothing yet cigarettes still despite that managed to flourish even though they look so unappealing so it's absolutely it's mind-boggling how strong those connections can become in our brain um, especially when we continue to feed them as well. So make it unattractive, still absolutely a thing. Um, you know, people definitely smoke less now than they used to because of, you know, all the, the changes in policy and whatnot. Um, but that's what we want to do. If you want to stop doing something in your life, you need to make it unattractive. Now you can't go around, um, tearing down businesses, promotions and signs and all that kind of stuff, obviously, or you can't go and spray paint over them or something like that to make them less attractive to you. Um, but what you can do 
is connect a different thought with that image or with that sound or smell or whatever it might be. You know, for one of the things I do with, with the fellas that I coach is I ask them, you know, what is it costing you right now if you continue to do what you're doing? You know, and, and, and the fact of the matter is, mate, if you keep eating shit, you keep drinking, smoking, whatever the vice may be, if you continue to not exercise, if you continue to not maybe invest into your relationship and be a, a great, passionate, loving partner, whatever it might be, if you continue to do that, you're shaving years off your life. You know, you're probably not going to have great relationships with you know, your partner, kids. Maybe you don't have a partner or kids at all as a result of some of these bad habits. And it's, like I said before, it, it is ruining your life. And if every time you saw that thing, you know, the packet of cigarettes or the beers or whatever, whatever it is that's got a hold of you right now, if every time you saw that thing, you thought about how it was ruining your life or ruining your connection with your kids um, or ruining your ability to be successful in your career or business, whatever it might be. If, if, the, if that was the thought that you had every single time, then there would be no craving. That would be the end of the loop. It would never get to reward because it doesn't feel good. It wouldn't be attractive. So that is something that you can do. Next time you're faced with um, making the wrong decision or doing something or doing the thing that you're trying to stop doing in your life, try to remind yourself of what it's costing you to continue to go down that road. How is this hurting you? What is it? How is this affecting your kids if you have kids? How is this affecting your partner if you have a partner? And if you don't have either of those things and you want both of them, then remember that this, this is the thing that's perhaps stopping you from starting your life and being the man that you want to be. Remind yourself of that, brother. Now, next one, response, make it difficult. So once again, like if you have, again, if you're trying not to drink beers and you've got beers in the house, then don't keep them in the fridge where they're nice and cold and appealing and they're waiting for you every single time you open it. Put them somewhere where it's less appealing. Put them in the garage where they can get warm and that way when you want one, you go to them and you go, oh, bloody hell, this thing, is, this thing is, is warm right now. And now if you want to have a cold beer, you've got to let it sit in the fridge for an hour before you can go and have that beer. And you can see how if that was a, a process that you had to go through every single time you wanted a beer, you would drink less beer, right? Again, you have to hold yourself to that standard though. No one can do it for you. You're, you're an adult here. You've got to make those choices yourself if you want to change. But that's one thing you could do is, is look after your future self by making some interesting choices today that stop you from doing the things that keep holding you back. Again, if you really can't fathom not having a beer or not having some beers in the house, but you're trying to stop, buy less beer and then don't keep it in the fridge Keep it in the keep it in the roof or something like that. Put it somewhere where you're not even going to see it, so you're not thinking about it as much. It's not that cue is not appearing as often, and it's also a bit of a pain in the ass to go and and get one for yourself if you do want one. So make it difficult. And last but not least, reward. Make it unsatisfying. So once again, back to the beer the beer scenario. If the beer was warm, it wouldn't be that satisfying, right? It wouldn't be as thirst quenching or as uh, refreshing or whatever it might be you know you're not going to get the same experience and therefore you go ah you know what? I don't even want this beer this is this warm and this beer sucks and therefore that loop does not get strengthened or created in the first place 
So those are all the things that we can do in our lives to strengthen the good habits that we want to create by making the cues obvious, by making the cravings um, by making the cravings attractive and by kind of dressing things up a little bit, by making the good habit look better and and then making the responses easier by, you know, doing it with friends or, or doing an action or an activity that you actually enjoy and then, you know, making that reward even more powerful by reminding yourself of, of how good it was and how much better you felt about yourself as well as just physically after you've taken that action. And then the same thing is true for when we want to get rid of the habits in our life that aren't helping us, you know, removing those cues from our life, getting those things out of our field of view so that we're not as likely to think about them, making the craving less attractive by connecting that cue with something negative that is actually taking away from us in our lives, then making the response more difficult by, again, taking ourselves away from those those cues, objects, the things that we're trying to get to by not driving past Maccas on the way home or, or not buying the beers or, or keeping the beers you know, in the garage where they're going to get warm. And then lastly, making that reward less satisfying so that we're not feeding back again and uh, strengthening that, that cycle, that pattern in our mind. So look, um, once again, all of this information came from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I would absolutely recommend downloading and listening to this book in its entirety. You know, he said it a lot better than I just said it then. Um, but the hopefully you, you got a lot out of this episode. Hopefully it's made you think of uh, at least a few things in your life that you would like to get rid of and add to your life um, and how you could set up a system that makes the crappy things look crappy and the positive things look really positive. And I hope that after this episode, you actually go and take some of those actions because you've just spent maybe the last 30 minutes listening to me as 30 minutes of your life could have could change everything for you if you now move on and take some action. You know, if you if you got to the point where you removed alcohol from your life or cigarettes or smoking or drugs or porn or whatever it was after listening to this, then that is that is literally life changing. It's going to a lot of things will be a lot better for you after this, but that's only going to happen if you take action. If you switch this podcast off now and then go ahead and do absolutely nothing differently, then you've just wasted 30 minutes of your life. We're only here for a very short amount of time, guys. Make this, this one little speck of time that you get to call your life the best you possibly can. Now, if you have any questions, you can comment down below. If you'd like to email me personally you can email me at mitch at unbreakableman.com.au and i'm happy to answer any questions you may have and uh, see if i can help you out anyway i hope to speak to you again on the next episode cheers hey mate i hope you enjoyed that episode of the unbreakable man podcast if you did it would be absolutely fantastic if you could leave us a five-star review because that's going to help us get our message in front of more men who need to hear it now if you have some feedback for me i'd love to hear that too comment down below and if you just need some mini doses of Unbreakable Man motivation throughout your week, then you can follow us across all social platforms. On Facebook, it's Unbreakable Man Challenge. On Instagram, it's Unbreakable Man underscore challenge. And on TikTok and YouTube, it's just Unbreakable Man. Your support would be absolutely invaluable. 
Now, last but not least, do not forget, men aren't born, they're built.